Hello everyone, you're listening to the Food and Family Podcast. My name is Muchemwa. And my name is Stuart Thornycroft. So today we'd like to fo- focus on children's rights and in particular Article 24 which is the right to food and Articles 21 and 20 which are the right to family. So first off we need to understand a few things about the right children's rights in Zambia. So Zambia is a country of young people with the majority of the population under the age of 18. That's 53.4%. The estimated average age is 16.7 and that was in 2015, which is one of the lowest in the region and globally. So Stuart, how do you feel about Zambia being a young country and the children's rights we do have in Zambia? Do you feel like our children's rights are, you know, realized uh, I don't think that the children's rights have been realized because uh, human development is a very critical aspect and uh, I chose the right to family because family inculcates the morals the values of the children and in particular it's very important uh, also to observe the fact that uh, to observe a child's health of course uh, in this country, I feel like we need more sensitization and we need to really spark this talk around society so that we actually have interventions that are going on. Because when you look at most of these rights, they interlink with other things. You mm-hmm. can look at access to water, access to health, education. Some I know some neighborhoods where there's no government school. Kids have to walk distances going to school. And if we are to develop, we are supposed to address this. I don't know. What do you think about it yourself? Honestly, I think there's some things being done, right? It's not like we're standing still or whatever. But at the same time, a lot still needs to be done. Because at the end of the day, as a young population, having such a large majority of people who don't have access to food, who don't have access to like homes and family and everything else they deserve and need, it's it's not very encouraging for the future and where our country is going. But at the same time, I'm still very much hopeful that things will get better yeah so anyways about 59.4 percent of children live in poor households with 45.4 percent living in extreme poverty why do you think that's the case because if you're living in poverty right half the time that literally means you don't have enough to eat and for most people that also means you don't have enough like you don't have a home and what does that say about the families in general what do you well, think? Poverty really is something that actually is something, it's a challenge that obviously everyone knows that the economy at the moment is not thriving well. But I think the best way to kind of counterattack this is by creating microfinance schemes, by giving, uh, by giving families opportunities to venture into different kinds of business, whether it could be volunteering to address these issues because uh, children are the ones that actually suffer the most. When you look at malnutrition, the first the first 1,000 days of a child are very critical because at this point, this is when the brain development is happening. Uh, you can look at malnutrition leads to a lot of things. It can lead to diseases and that becomes, it kind of, it becomes a cost for the nation to address such a thing. And I feel that a microfinance scheme will be the best thing. Another one that we can also talk about is agriculture we really need to look at the agriculture sector and we need to really start processing stuff and making stuff cheap 
because uh, you find that uh, most families thrive on 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 minimum uh, on minimum income, and they are not able to buy the full basket of goods that they want. So the best way is to also create economic strategies to reduce the prices of food. That's so true because I recently met a young woman who literally used her 40 kwacha to buy seeds and she planted her garden and that's how she's sustaining herself. And she feels like if more women take the initiative to use the small amounts of money that they have to create something that could like generate more income like a garden it would be really beneficial in terms of health and also just like improving their own standards of living and actually um, I know for a fact that the UN like UN agencies government intervention and lots of other like NGOs are really putting in efforts into encouraging women and actually just people in general to eat better and provide for their families better and also just you know improve their standards of living it's it's very critical to improve the standards of living for a child because education is very critical uh because the first the first the first ages it's actually better for a child to get educated at a young age because when they grow up obviously they have more responsibilities and that's why it's very important also uh the right to family is very important because of the supervision of the child a parent plays a critical role to monitor that child and inculcate and to what's this to inculcate good morals into that child so that they can benefit from them uh we we it it it, it, it really has a it really has a psychological effect on us and you know most children who don't have families actually it leads to quite a lot it's very it's very disheartening to see young children uh was this asking for for money in the streets and that's the, that's why there is need for us to actually even come on board a society to support orphans i was one time i'll tell you i was very i was very sad and I was actually happy to see what Hungry Lion was doing. They, what they did is they went there and they supported the kids by giving them, by donating chicken. Just as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Imagine, imagine if we had like 10, 10 or 11 organizations just going there to support even with things like computers. Yeah. Because education is critical. How will the children? How will the children be able to research when they don't have those facilities? And the thing is, it's like all of these rights all tie into each other because yeah. we're talking about food and family, yeah. but at the same time, something like education, which yeah. is an empowering tool, um, to a certain extent, you can even say if you're not educated on certain things, you don't know what you deserve. For example, if you didn't know, if you weren't educated on the importance of family, right? Yeah. Y- who knows where you'd be you know what i mean and then also with the food stuff like you need to understand and know how to generate or make your own food and yeah. where to have access to all of that so in zambia our our children's age if yeah. i'm not mistaken how do i say this um a, a child is defined yeah. as a person below the age of 15 years old right yeah. and I, I feel like that sort of takes away or leaves out people between the ages of 16 and 24. Yeah. Because for us in Zambia, most of us are still living with our parents at that ages. So yeah. what does that mean for us in terms of our right to family and our right to food? Like, are we supposed to just like fend for ourselves after that? Okay, that one is quite critical because I know for the fact that in, in Zambia, most people 
in Zambia, most 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 students will probably go to start their education at the ages of 18. That's why there is need to was to promote the education sector and create more bursaries, because I've seen from certain communities where you find a, per, a a young a young child has got let's say maybe six points, but there's no but not enough programs have been created. We need to create more programs to support the children so that they get educated. Because when you put them on bursaries, I know for a fact that some places where they get bursaries, they give them they give them some income so that they can be able to thrive and from this they can be able to start up a lot of businesses and that's why there's also a need also to educate young children about mm -hmm. entrepreneurship on how they can thrive with their skills to create some income for themselves yeah that's true anyways um so malnutrition right yeah. is a very serious problem in zambia and it leads to things like stunted growth which is when you're not growing well or according to like what what you should look like at the age you, you're at yeah um, so this is because of like a lack of nutrients in the diet. It's not necessarily that um, I think or from the research I've done that there is not because of like extreme poverty why we have yeah. malnutrition is because of like our lacking diet. Yeah. What do you think young people like those who are able to can do to, you know, make make themselves or like their communities less malnourished less malnourished uh i actually heard once from a friend of mine that children learn better with illustrations so this is where now we have to uh create visual arts and kind of like leaflets and just uh brand just brand uh certain things like it could be wristbands and distribute them in the communities because uh for a fact that uh with of course with the high levels of illiteracy it's actually better to actually have an image that portrays the whole message i think like that that would be a very good thing and also another thing also is just to also uh visit the community leaders as well the key people who are there in the communities to actually hold hold forums where they can actually address the people hold radio programs where people can call in and yeah. that's when they can discuss that's when we can have concrete solutions moving forward okay everyone thank you for listening you've been listening to the food and family podcast yeah. with muchemwa and my name is Stuart Thornycroft. talk to you guys next time bye Cheers.